Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed the Champ. <laughs> and this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Welcome to the show. Ed, I'm sorry, you said something there. I was kind of lost in the whole thought of things. What did you say? Oh, I said I am Ed, the champ. I, I figured you'd be a little bit uh, taken aback right now, maybe. Yeah, I, a little bit, a little bit. I'm still trying to live through the things that have taken place through the day. You know, I mean, today is uh, there's one more game to go in the, in the NFL <laughs> season with our, our whole fantasy football league. Um, things may have gone the direction that I didn't want them to go, but <laughs> yes, you're the champ. Okay, I'm I gonna say right now. But like you, you said, won, there's a game. Left. I lost. There is a game left, Brian. There's a chance that I can beat you by a hundred because I still have a receiver left to play. <laughs> See. All right, audience. See, oh, I take that back. I have a running back who hasn't played. But anyway, all right, we've we've talked yes. about things like this on the show before about how like you can live in who you are and and conceit. Ed today has definitely <laughs> rubbed it in, and I'm gonna tell you right before the show, he has made me feel horrible. I will come back from this. I will I will live life differently. I I, I have understood the way he goes. He made comments about his, you know, his wife was playing with a wire all the time and changing people out. But what we didn't know in the background was Ed was being <laughs> finical with his players and moving people here and there. That's okay. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna play my players in the next season very carefully. I can't believe a Patriots fan sat Tom Brady though. I still. <laughs> I mean, if you saw how many points Fitzgerald brought me, Ed, yeah, you would sit Tom Brady. He brought me like 50-something points. Fitzgerald did. Tom brought me 21. I love Tom Brady. My son was almost named after him. Yes, got you. But he's playing the Bills, who are a much tougher team. Uh, the Miami Dolphins were playing Cincinnati, the possibly worst team in the entire league. So, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to sit Tom. Oh, man. Well, it's another season down. I mean, hey, who knows what next season will hold? Another championship for me, maybe. You know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to go ahead and announce today on the Instinctive Influencers podcast that Ed has earned his fourth championship. I told him I would not bend the knee, but I would give him the fact that he beat me in fantasy football league he and i met at the championship round and he won yeah, he won yeah, yeah, yeah. this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's glorious but ed 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 ed, ed <laughs> i know you want to relish in this i know you do but do you know what today's show is about man <laughs> uh well, it's the holiday season, so I'm going to imagine that we're going to talk about something uh, that ties into the holidays. Well, close to Yeah, 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 yeah. You're close, man. You're close. Think about it. 
Same about like uh so you know during the Christmas season we tend to like do what with other people. Hmm. Uh, we tend to so, I guess we tend to. I was gonna say share experiences, but uh, yeah, we tend to share experiences with others. Are you are you saying it's about selfless commitment? Is that is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, it can be. Yeah, I think that that's important. I think that that is uh, something that's awesome, especially at this time of year. Very appreciative, and uh, I think it's something that everybody should look at a way they can do. And I think uh, maybe we should talk about ways that people can demonstrate that. Put me before you, Ed. Is that what you're saying? You're saying put me before you. <laughs> No, not you, Brian. If I put you before me, then <laughs> you'd be the champ. But put others before myself. We'll go with that. I'll go with that. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just totally forfeit this and say yes. Put others before yourself, my friend. <laughs> Ed, we're getting into an important fact today. We're gonna talk about how we put selfless commitment before others. I mean that. You need to think about this, man. We, we have gone through almost a whole year of shows. Actually, today, we've gone over well over a year of recording shows together. Yeah. And, and the whole time we thought about how do we put, how do we put others before us? How do we teach others to do this? And, and we came up with the, we literally came up with a show of instinctive influencers and influencers being, how do I help others become better than what they are? And, that's the whole point of today's show. It's about putting others before ourselves. Uh, and, and here we go. The, a quote that was from an unknown author. It says, individuals will respect you based on your selfless commitment, your character, and how you carry yourself in tough times. That right there to me, it it's funny. We, we, talk, we, we joke about back and forth. We love harassing each other about football games, all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to like doing things beyond self, that's what's the most important thing. And and what it does, it helps us see beyond ourself. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think it paints a great picture of who you are as a uh, human being, as a person. You know what I mean? Like uh, what your selfless commitment is. I, I just think it really, I'd say, uh, you know, it could paint the, um, most honest picture of who you are as a person and what you're willing to um, sacrifice for others. Absolutely, man. You know, you look beyond yourself at times could be tough, you know, in general, especially when constantly told that only person who looks out for you is you. I mean, you know, just like I do in our, you know, in our branch, we've told Hey, look out for you because no one will look out for you more than you. And and it's at times you think, oh man, I gotta look out for myself. I'll look out for myself. I gotta look out for myself. And then you realize, wait, I can look out for this soldier that's a part of me. And I have to help them along. And that's what's crucially important. And at times you don't realize what you have to do. What do you say about that? Yeah, you know, Brian, you're absolutely correct. I mean, I think that's a big part of being an influencer, being a leader too, is realizing that you have to um, 
you got to look out for more than just yourself. And uh, this time of year, that, that really is important. We've talked about it on previous episodes too. I mean, the importance of, you know, serving others in a way of helping others to achieve greatness or become good leaders or to learn those skills uh, necessary to replace you. So yeah, I, I, I really agree with that. Yeah. And you know, it, they def it's defined as, Selfless commitment as the need of the team always comes before your own needs. And when in our professions, soldiers are part of something bigger than themselves. And that's what like, we want to basically pass on to those outside of the Army is how what we do is bigger than ourselves. A soldier does things. They go, they go off to foreign nations and stuff like that. They do something that's bigger than themselves. But even those who work within the United States, they're working for whatever or corporation they work for. They're doing something that's beyond themselves. And if they see that and they realize that, they feel like there's something bigger. And actually, that influence, it plays a big role in their lives. Yeah. And it's, I think that's kind of, you know, you hear people talk about the aha moment. I think for me as a soldier, that was the aha moment is when I realized that it was more than just about Ed. And, and I think that was my real like realization that the, you know, it's bigger than that. So, yeah, I, I mean, we all have that moment. It's just, you know, what, what that moment looks like when it comes and how we uh, embrace it or, you know, and deal with that and move forward. And that's exactly what I'm getting to. Today's show, we want to look at 20 different ways to be selfless in our commitment. And back between you and I, Ed, we're going to go back and forth between these 20 different areas. And these areas, I mean, there's a whole astronomical amount of things that people can do. We're going to give 20. And that's what's important about today's show is how do we take what we can do uh, as individuals and kind of multiply those and make them great things to do for others, not for self, but for others. If the holidays are a time of giving, because you think about Christmas and how it's giving, why do we always expect something in return? It's crazy. With so many people unemployed, homeless, uh, those who are starving, we cannot afford to sit back and just kind of like do nothing about it. And that's the point about being an instinctive influencer. If we can do something for somebody else, that's what's important, Ed. Uh, there, there are plenty of organizations around the country that, you know, they're committed to helping people in need. They they put that, uh, shouldn't you stop for the whole, you know, helping those uh, before you kind of thing within the holiday season. That's a common thread. But you don't have to volunteer every waking hour of your moment. It's what you do with the time you have. It's how you go about those for those small moments in life that you say, you know what, I want to do something for somebody else. That right there, that creates that that entire movement of change, that entire movement of being an instinctive influencer. You're doing something for somebody else. They see it. You influence them. That's a key piece, Ed. Yeah, and um, that's kind of... So one of the things that I really liked about when my son went to school in Texas is it was kind of a requirement that you have to do X amount of volunteer hours. Um, so it was good to set a foundation for, you know, wanting to volunteer, 
But when you see other people volunteer, I personally have had that experience where it was like, wow, I'm going to, I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. You know, um, recently for the holidays, actually, my brother and my sister and my sister-in-laws, they went to Arlington and uh, they they did the wreath laying at Arlington Cemetery. And I am so jealous that they got that volunteer opportunity. I would love to do that. Like, it just looked like a, a good, you know, an enjoyable time. And, you know, there's some benefit to it, too. Like, you know, you get that gratification of laying those wreaths and remembering those people that gave the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we enjoy. So that's just recently that they did that. And I, I, I was very, like... Yeah, that so that's that influence you talk about. Like I see them doing it now, I want to do it. So you know, maybe Memorial Day, I go to the Luxembourg Cemetery here in Europe, and I participate in a wreath laying there. So yeah, that that's an influence my brother and sister and and their families are going to have on me. And that's exactly where we're getting with this. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head right off the bat. And I saw those pictures. I mean, I was I, to tell you the truth, Ed, I was kind of jealous in the same facts. I was like, I want to do that. I want to go to Arlington. <laughs> I want to lay those wreaths. And the very first thing in the top 20 that we're going to talk about today is volunteer. And what it has has to say here is volunteering is one of the single greatest things you can do this holiday season and the rest of the year. No matter what you volunteer your time and efforts toward, volunteering is a selfless act that betters the community and brings joy to all players involved. I mean, what your brother and sister did, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm jealous of both of them right now because I would love to be laying wreaths, <laughs> not because of the tombstones at Arlington, but the fact that they got that opportunity to do such a thing. Because to me, laying wreaths at Arlington is the biggest volunteer opportunity that a soldier can do for their fellow soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, Arlington would be an amazing, I mean, there's so many great ones I could think of just off the top to do something. So it's not even that difficult. And guess what? On the backside of that, somebody's got to volunteer to go back to pick up those reefs, you know, after the holidays. And I think that, you know, I'm thinking right away about like the cemetery at Normandy, but like I said, Luxembourg, uh, where the great general Patton is buried is not that far from here. So maybe I'll get my wife. We'll go up there for Memorial day. Like I said, um, but there's so much more to volunteering than just laying wreaths. There's other things you can do too. You know, really, we'll just stay on the topic of cemeteries. I could go to Luxembourg and volunteer to help out there. I can say, hey, what do you need? Maybe they need somebody to help with groundkeeping. Maybe they need whatever. You know what I mean? Like you, there's some opportunities. Hey, we need somebody to help clean the fountains out. Uh, so there's opportunities. Uh, maybe it's not the most glorious work that you can think of, but it's still gratifying nonetheless. So, so what I'm gonna get it from you, Ed. Is we're talking about donating, donating your time. Uh, yeah, and which you know, and when I I get where you're going with that. Yeah, so where you're going with that is to number two, which is donating, which is, you know, we talk about selfless service in the military as one of our values, and that's all donating is. It's a selfless act that you can participate in during the holiday season or any season. Like we don't have to just do holiday season, right? Um. And it and it's easy to one of the things my wife and I uh, like to do, and we saw this probably somewhere on social media. Hang all your clothes January first. Just hang your clothes with the hangers backwards, right? Your shirts. Let's say your shirts. We have a lot of t-shirts. 
And then you just pick a designated time. Like for me, I do six months after six months. If that shirt's still backwards, then maybe I should donate to somebody else who needs it more. You know what I mean? So we gather those things up and we can donate uh, common uh, collecting canned goods, things like that. Those are common things. Um, you know, I remember as a kid when school collected canned goods, Brian, you always, your parents always gave you the the most disgusting thing in the cabinet that they're like, I don't even know why I bought this. And that's what you were stuck taking to school. You know what I mean? Like, uh, at the time, you know, kids were not vegetable eaters. So it'd be like a can of spinach and a can of succotash is what I'm taking. I don't want to give this even, even, and you know, you're thinking even homeless people aren't going to want this, but it's, that's not true. Whatever you donate, they appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. And then one more thing on donating before I let you interject here, Brian, is uh, so my wife and I are traveling to London. This is a brilliant idea by my, by, by my wife, Tammy. And she it's like March. So it's kind of still chilly and she's a hoodie person. So she knows I'm going to buy a hoodie in London. So what she does is she wears a hoodie to London. She buys her hoodie in London and then she takes the hoodie she wore and she hands it to a homeless guy in front of the train station um, when we were leaving. And he was like talking to her, like thanking her. You know what I mean? Like it was at the moment it was like, wow, that is like who, who thinks of that? But my wife, because she's Canadian and that's how they're raised is just be selfless. Yeah. No, I thought it was an excellent idea. You know, you're going to buy something, but, those little things mean a lot to those folks and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then, I mean, there's other ways to donate time, working at a nursing home, helping out decorating. We've done that too. Mm. Um, yeah. You, you really grabbed the topic here today, Brian. I, I feel like the between us, we have so much, so much experience in. So um, what are your thoughts on donating? Cause I know you were very active in your church family and things like that. And I know they tend to do a lot of stuff like this. And I, I can definitely tell between you and I, we are excited about today's topic. Why? Because it's our passion. Like it's like that that whole forced feeling. The the fact that you talked about that your wife would give away your sweatshirt because you're gonna buy a new sweatshirt. That's the reason why I love being around the Haley family. I can definitely say that I the whole idea of giving, giving, giving and doing everything you can for people around you makes a total uh, sense with me. Let me tell you, I don't like the idea of like totally not, you know, taking your time away and, and just giving money, but sometimes fundraising Ed, sometimes works as a good way to kind of give back that selfless commitment. Fundraising is it's just another way to be selfless, uh, to help others with, within this holiday season. I mean, you, you, it could be multiple things. For instance, within the army, I know on the 13th, we just stopped what's called the CFC mm-hmm. combined federal campaign. And with that, yep. normally soldiers, dinner, they, they tend to donate money out of their paycheck to go towards different organizations that, uh, that are, that are sponsored by this combined federal campaign. Uh, I like to donate towards the autism funds. Uh, I know other people that they they say, "Hey, listen." As a matter of fact, I could tell you a, a specific leader within my life that has been a massive influence. He said, "Everyone has been affected by cancer. Why don't you at least gen- uh, donate towards cancer?" And that's what happens. So, donating 
donating funds, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But on my side of things, I like to say, you know, hey, listen, if you take some time out of your day to kind of do stuff, that, that to me is a big thing. But there are people that are extremely busy. They can't take time out of the day because they're gone. They're doing this. They're doing that. And the one thing that they feel like they can do is donate money. And to me, finding that one thing they can donate money to, a charity or donation, maybe a donation of clothes, it doesn't have to be money. It's just a donation in general Mm -hmm. to say homeless shelters or a food shelter or maybe even the, uh, the Marines, they do the toy for tots. That helps families. That helps within this holiday season. It helps during yeah. the winter time yeah. frame. That is important to me, Ed. We we get on the topic today, brother. That although we started off a little rough, you know, we started a little rough around this whole championship season, fantasy football. But that doesn't matter so much. <laughs> although the the trophy is important. But you know what? It's like that that mindset. It goes away when we realize we're doing real things for real people, and that's what's important. Donating something could help others. What about the next one, Ed? We're talking about fundraising. I mean, and there's so many different ways to fundraise, and and you see it. So, perfect example. Last, I am a last minute Christmas shopper, so on the twenty second of December. I was getting gifts <laughs> with my wife in the PX in the, the exchange with me. So she's in the store, but uh, so, so there's three different like gift wrapping stations set up. And uh, one is like the family support group for a unit here. I think it was air force unit, but the one I picked, cause I didn't know the third one was there till after girl scouts of America were there and they were fundraising. Right by wrapping gifts and then they were going to be doing meals for those in need off of the money from the fundraising. So I'm like, Oh, I mean, this is awesome. So yeah, like they wrap like four presents, you know, you give them 10 Euro, which is like $14, I think, or something, whatever. It don't matter. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. And then you get to interact with them as well. So like the one little girl, she says, Oh, uh, would you like to pick a wrapping paper? I said, well, you pick one. And then she's like, would you like a bow? I said, do you think a bow will look good? You know, you get that interaction with, you know, the kids as well. And then they're fundraising. So again, another organization. So then I found out after the fact that the Boy Scouts of America were on the opposite end of the shopping center. Uh, so I, I, I miss them unless I go back and buy a gift today, which is not likely to happen because I don't like crowds and it, will probably be a zoo today but but those are fundraising opportunities and it's teaching your children that you know you're teaching your kids that lesson uh i love that they were collecting money to feed people who were in need too so that was uh yeah it was awesome that's that's an influence right there and how we influence people throughout our lives it doesn't matter it's doing the good things that matter going to work every day that provides something. But you know what also provides something? Is adopting a family for the holidays. You give a family in need a Christmas that they'll never forget. Yeah. Participating in an uh, like adoptive family type program. I mean, there's different ones. You could do the 
Toys for Tots. You can do the Soldier's Angels. I mean, there's different ones with the Salvation Army. There's different. I mean, there's different ones in any local mall. So somebody who's listening today, they can go to the local mall and they can find something, a, a ticket on a tree. They can pull off that tree. They could go buy a specific gift and they could drop it up in a basket. Mm-hmm. That's important. There's an influence there. When you come down to the, the the main point of things, Ed, that's like where we're going with, with this whole influencer thing. It's not about that whole Instagram influencer and how these people get this many followers to buy this much product. There's nothing about that. Right. It's about what we do for society. And then those people want to pay it forward or do better for themselves. And that's what I meant about the adoptive family. When you adopt a family, most likely they're going to want to pay it forward because they're grateful for what happens. Yeah. And so pay it forward is another one on this list, I believe. Uh, but the adoptive family. So let's think about our profession, right? Unfortunately, we still have to move duty stations and it could be at this time of year. And I know coming to Europe, like our, we didn't get our stuff. We left there. We left there. We got here in October and we didn't get our household stuff till December. So now if you got here, say November, now you got these families who don't have their Christmas stuff to put up a Christmas tree. And so these are other opportunities to take those new families. We had, we had somebody arrive today. He's a, a DA civilian. He arrived today. So where are the chances his family is settled? Why not invite them to your home for a dinner for th- for uh, for Thanksgiving? You know, Thanksgiving is my favorite, but for Christmas, you know what I mean? Like, so that plays into this adopt a family, and then it that really feeds into my our next one. Uh, it says cook a meal for others. This is one in the military. I cannot. We have talked about the sibling throwdowns for Thanksgiving. Yes, uh, this is one that we have done. A lot because often soldiers either can't afford to go home or maybe the mission dictates that they don't get to go home. But this is where that opportunity comes in. I mean, we've had in my house, we've had as many as and and like I said, it's Thanksgiving, but same idea. Um, we've had as many as 27 people, you know, and as few as eight uh, for a holiday meal. But it doesn't have to be a holiday meal. It could be a barbecue uh, you know, you you as a leader in the military, you realize which soldiers don't leave the barracks. You usually know. Get them out. Bring them to your house with a bunch of other soldiers. Have a, like a unit kind of function, like whatever your squad or whatever, and, and offer them some meals. Go to the barracks. Nowadays, the barracks, our barracks have uh, grills and stuff right outside. So you can go outside and cook. But the, the idea is to cook a meal for somebody and and, and offer that to them whether it be somebody who's changed locations or what have you, Brian. That whole meal thing, you get me at just a meal because I love food. But at the same time, can you imagine showing up to a new place, not knowing anyone, and all of a sudden a meal arrives? That's that's incredible. Now, let's say that that's the military side because we're a little bit closer-knit type people. But what about like in a just a community in general you see a new neighbor move in next door maybe you cook something you take it over to them that's an old school thing that needs to come back ed i'm, I'm telling you right now that's something that needs to come yeah, back. yeah i remember that yes exactly <laughs> right that's a welcoming hey welcome neighbor to where you are that's an influence ed i mean it's just 
And to me, I think about that as kind of a pay it forward type thing, which is our very next thing that we need to talk about. Paying it forward. Uh, there was a movie sometime back about paying it forward. And I'm not going into details about that movie, but that meant a lot of things to me. And I, I've talked about it on the show before, many episodes before about the $20 bill and the $20 bill that I found in my pocket and somebody asked for and I didn't give. And then later down the road, a year down the road, I found that I had a same 20, another $20 bill and somebody asked for it and I said, I just gave it to them because they were asking for something. Paying it forward, that makes someone's day by paying that forward. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, for instance, you could be in a drive-thru. You order your meal, and then when you arrive to the checkout where you pay for it, right. you give them, say your meal is, I don't know, $10. You give them a you know $30, and you say, just keep the rest for the person behind me. That's what paying it forward means. You're, you... No, I mean, people will out there listening will say, oh, you know, I don't have that extra. Well, you may have an extra $5. Yeah. You may have an extra $2. Maybe you have an extra $1. It doesn't matter. You're saying, hey, listen, keep what's left there and put it towards the person behind me. Now, you, you're obviously hoping that the person at the window is keeping honest. They're being an honest broker and then they're going to hold that to the next person behind you. But you know what? That's your faith that human nature will do the right thing when good things are done. And I, I have a firm belief, Ed, that that's what happens. I mean, you think about it. Human nature does the right thing when it is done. I don't, I don't know if we need to go to number seven, Ed. I think number seven, because there's many a people listening that may know about number seven. We don't need to talk about that. Let's move on to number eight. <laughs> I think you are a big part of number eight because you have been this for me many times um really <laughs> so this is we're talking about taking time to listen to a co-worker who's having a bad day or a complete stranger who needs to vent and that will be much appreciated actually i just did this today too so it's kind of funny uh, but see these are the little things we don't think about that we don't think about well i need to listen to you because you'll appreciate it but you just do it you just instinctively understand now i do struggle with this with my wife because i want the best for her so when she wants to just vent i do often interject too much of my own like advice um sometimes good sometimes bad but i've worked on it because she brought that up as kind of a like you know i i really just want to vent but it goes a long way and it's such a weird easy thing to do like just listen that's all i want you to do so that's an easy one, Brian, and I, I feel honored that you feel like I have done this for you. It was instinctive if I did. <laughs> yeah, Ed, listen, man, hey, the the many times that we spent together over, <laughs> you know, our time at the Academy, you listening or or even the Bearded Ninja listening, that helped out. That kind of helped clear my mind. And I would tell you, that is a great way to donate your time. That's a great way to kind of clear the water for somebody else that helped but did you ever do this before when uh when you're younger um when i was in high school they used to have this big van that come by and they would tell students oh hey if you go to the gymnasium and <laughs> you donate the blood you get to have the rest of the day off did you ever have that um yes in the military i've had that myself many times in the military and as a young lazy private 
I gave a lot of blood to get out of work. <laughs> when it comes to giving blood, you know, donating blood is probably one of the single most selfless things you can do for others this holiday season. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. And the rest of the year, it affects people because your blood may be held in storage for a while and then it donates later on. Just one pint of blood, it can save up to three lives. That right there, Ed, alone kind of boggles my mind how one pint of blood saves three lives. Yeah. Not everyone is eligible to give blood. And that's understandable because people have different blood diseases and things like that. And that's okay. So check with your, you know, you got to check with that local doctor. You got to make sure that your blood is uh, one of those that can be received and see if you can actually give the, that type of gift because you would be, I mean, you think about it, man. If you give one pint of blood, Ed, it goes to three different people. You save the life of three different people. I mean, that is in itself as an instinctive influencer. Your instincts is to save lives. You give blood, you give the three lives. You've influenced those three lives to move on. You may not realize it. You may not know them, but it's the fact that you did it. That's what matters to me. Um, I've given blood when I was in high school, man. I used to give blood whenever the the, the van would come up because I didn't see it as such. Now that I'm older, I see it as something totally different. But as, back then, I saw it as, oh, it's a way to get out of class for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I, I was cool. I got a free hall pass, all this jazz. I think uh, I think they even gave free pizza or something. I was like, thinking, okay, free blood for pizza. Somebody's paying for the pizza. You know, didn't equate to me. But uh, donating blood, man, that's a crucial thing, mm-hmm. especially as a soldier, because when we donate blood, we tend to do it do it within uh, our hospitals, and that blood goes towards other soldiers. I don't want to leave it just at soldiers, Ed, because there are plenty of people out there that deserve to receive blood and we need to make sure that they get it, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you can also, you can also, um, which is a little more difficult. It's a little bit of, um, stingy screening process. You can get plasma as well. There's plasma centers and, uh, that actually helps out a lot too, because you don't get as many donors. I don't think I, I'd have to do some research in that area. But those are opportunities to impact somebody's life, and you don't know what you're gonna, what good is gonna come of you donating that one pint of blood. You know what I mean? Like so you say, could save up to three lives. That's kind of cool to think about. Like you know, I gave this blood, I got a cookie afterwards, or some kind of sweet, and I saved three lives today. You know, so um, and and, and you're helping. Now the difference between blood and plasma is. The plasma, they're going to pull out the blood. They're going to separate it, and they're going to put back, and they're going to keep the plasma, and they pay you for that. But giving blood is something you can do for free, which is another great idea. So, you know, this time of year, now I've been stationed at Fort Drum, New York, which is a horrible place to be for me um, if you don't like winter. But so help for free. You can help by simply shoveling your neighbor's sidewalk like uh i have a neighbor next to me now she's an older uh, german lady and i have shoveled her sidewalk and her driveway and stuff for her and i tried my goal is to get it done before she realizes i'm even doing it i want to be done and in the house i don't want the thank you i just want to do it so 
that one, you know, that one works out. Now there's, it also suggests something like carrying uh stranger's grocery bags to their car. It, I feel like in certain areas that could get a little weird, but I mean, it could in other areas be a very helpful thing. Um, so these are just little small acts of kindness, but people really appreciate them and, and it's free. Like you're just doing something to just be doing it. And so those are ways that we can, um, you know, show a selfless commitment, uh, to others. Now, Ed, Ed, I, I would definitely, I have to warn you, man, <laughs> I've, I've been here for many years. You need to be very careful about approaching people <laughs> to take their groceries to their car. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like me, I'm not your size. So people aren't going to be as threatened that you may be taking my groceries from me <laughs> versus taking my groceries for me. There's there's a total difference, brother. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. Got to exercise a little bit of caution. Absolutely. I mean, well, if we're going to keep going down this road, man, there's 20 things we're going to talk about. We're halfway through those 20 things. And if the listeners are listening, they realize, oh, wow, they've gone through 10 different things that I can do to help others around me. And that's what's the most important thing about this is I'm doing something for somebody around me. But it's not just people. People are not just the main thing we want to think about. What about adopt a pet? Give a dog or a cat a home this right. holiday season. You know I'm a fan. <laughs> I I know you are because you know you all have patent for a reason. And and yeah. to me, I think about that. And I think about my old dog. I love my old dog Gabby. She is getting old. When I think about her as she's getting older, I think about other dogs that are out there that who need a home. And, and they need shelter and they need they need somebody to rescue them. You can get satisfaction from having a your pet that will have a second chance at life. But if you think about it, when you think about taking a dog from a dog shelter, who everyone wins here. Now, that's not like that's not a helping a friend for free because I was told a long time ago, Ed, a free dog does not mean a free dog. There's things that come involved in it. You got to pay for dog food. You got all that stuff. But <laughs> that you're taking that, that, oh, that yeah. animal. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking that animal out of a shelter and you put it in your home. That's a big thing. And, and to tell you the truth, so Gabby, Gabby was an adopted pet. Uh, we received her from Akron, Ohio. There was a pet smart in Akron, Ohio. My wife worked up there uh, back when I was a recruiter. And we were at that pet smart and we seen her. She's this beautiful little chocolate lab looking animal. And we walked in with our other dog who she, you know, she's passed away since then. And we loved her to death, Allie. But we walked in and we walked about. And my wife says, Oh, that's such a beautiful dog. It's such a beautiful dog. And it was one of those adopted pet, uh, adopted puppy things. And we, we ended up adopting her that day. And she's still with us. She is, I, Ed, she's probably about 12 years old now. We've had her since she was a puppy, just a baby. Um, a, quick, a quick story, a quick story to kind of go off of things. When she was that puppy and we brought her home, within about three to four days, we found her she had parvo. We took her to the vet. A vet hospital. Mm. Let me tell you something. A vet hospital, not a cheap little excursion you do want to go down. Okay. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, about eight, eight to $900 later, that puppy was back in our home, but she had to spend a few nights uh, receiving an IV and all that stuff. When I was home on leave, uh, 
we took her for walks. And I said, Ethan, you want to walk Abby? And she's older. She can't move as fast as she used to. I mean, she's 12. And he would take the leash and he'd walk Abby. <laughs> if I could tell you how special that was to see that happen and to think about that. All we did was we adopted a pet, man. That's that's an influence, man. I don't care what anybody says, brother. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and an impact on your family dynamic. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm a big fan, and, and they yeah. are not – free dog is not free, trust me. So the general had to have some dental work with anesthesia, <laughs> so um, – Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've seen you go through that whole that whole ordeal, brother. So I understand. <sighs> what do we got next, man? I mean, there's a list of twenty. We're yeah. about to go through. We get we we're only halfway through. So what do we got next, man? Some of these are are plays on things we talked about before, but this is a giveaway something that's important to you, and uh, you know it just says basically. A true test of selflessness is to give away things that are important to you and enjoy what you already have. You can even sell your items and donate the money to a needy family or charity. So this is going back to the whole kind of like, you know, like my wife in the the sweatshirt. Like, you know, that was one of her favorite sweatshirts. She just knew that it was getting old and, you know, she'd give it away. It meant something to her, but she gave it away and it meant something more to the person that she gave it to. Uh, so it's kind of like that. I can't really think of an example off the top of my head of this for me. Uh, how about you, Brian? Yeah, I mean, you you would think uh, that giving away something is important to you is, you may think it's something small, but you really, you don't realize how important it is. For instance, when I was a young kid, we did this show and tell thing, but the show and tell thing was also a give to somebody else. So basically you traded items, but I didn't realize how that traded items was. And I had this, uh, do you remember the gremlins? I do. I absolutely do. Okay. I was totally scared of the gremlins movie, but I did have a gizmo and gizmo was probably, I would say four to five inches tall, maybe six inches tall, big ears, kind of like baby Yoda. And (laughs) I know who baby Yoda is, Yeah, but gizmo was so important. I completely thought Gizmo was the most amazing thing ever. And I, to tell you the truth, I don't even know where I got him from. I just remember having him. Well, we did this this thing where it was kind of like a, you bring something in and you can trade for that day. And I remember it kind of like a give something away. That's what I thought of it was because how important Gizmo was to me. Because the item I received back, I didn't feel was as important. And I still to this day don't feel like it was that important. So... When when you feel as if though this item is so important, it's more important in life, maybe that item isn't really that important to life. All right. So we have to look at kind of like, well, where does this where does this item stand in my life? Where does this item um, kind of like lead me in life? Is it that important? Maybe if it's if that item is blocking me in life, for instance, uh, not me see, allowing me to see beyond whatever it is. Maybe it's time to kind of say, hey, I need to pull myself away from it. And that's a good time to give it away. And basically, long story short, I gave Gizmo away and I got this like Bumblebee (laughs) Transformer thing. I didn't like it at the time. Then I realized, well, you know, hey, man, as a 30-something-year-old man later down the road when all the movies came out, I was like, Bumblebee (laughs) is way cool. I should have kept the Bumblebee. That was so cool. But at the time, I didn't think of that. And 
I kind of saw that as, as I was giving something away that was important to me. And I will never forget Gizmo. I mean, it, it was his arms moved, his head, like his arms moved up and down, his head moved <laughs> left and right. That was it. Like, it. But I will remember him forever. And to me, it was something that I felt was really important, but I gave it to somebody else. And I hope it gave joy to that next person. And that's kind of, to me, how giving something away that's important to you is, if that makes sense. I think I've seen this a lot, actually. Now I'm thinking about it with children. You know, parents, obviously you got playrooms full of toys and the parents are like, well, you know, there's other children that don't have. So let's pick three things that you would like to give to some other child so that they can play with it and enjoy it. And you know what I mean? Like, yes. So this is something I think would be really good way to teach your children the value of um, a selfless commitment is, is to do that. And, you know, kids carry around these like blankies and things um, when they're small. And as they get older, they're still carrying them. It's a good way to get rid of stuff like that is to have them volunteer and at the same time, they're getting that sense of, I helped that child out. I gave somebody else something and they really like it. So I, I think that's where this would come in for me anyway, is kind of like teaching your children the value of a selfless commitment. Oh, absolutely. And Ed, I'm just going to throw it out there. Eva, if you're listening, you have a room full <laughs> of stuff. Full. <laughs> full. Go ahead and start packing some of that up. And uh, you know what? Take it over to a friend and allow them to have it. But, hey, Ed, you you exactly hit the nail on the head. I think this is a good point. Giving something away important to you, I think that's a good lesson for parents to teach children. That That's a nail on the head, brother. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, if we can just now teach my... Yeah, making better citizens. Yes. <laughs> if we teach my daughter, she would love it. I know. Down the road, she'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ed, we're now we're hit we're we're hitting upon something uh, I find I find important because I know for a fact your old boss. We're gonna hit it. We're, we're talking about beard yep. balm and snake venom. You know what I'm talking about? Who I'm talking yep. about? Who? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. The bearded ninja himself. That's correct, Ed. Mr. Rick Williams. We are talking about the bearded ninja. And many times he would head up this little thing about participating in a food drive. And he was kind of like, he was kind of like that, that person that was pushing other people along to get that thing going. And we used to do it all the time at the NCO Academy. We would have the boxes laid out. We tell soldiers, Hey, listen, if you bring in X, we we can help do (laughs) X, X, Y, Z. And, You'd be shocked at how many cans of food we would get by participating in a food drive. Food drives of all kinds help families in need. I mean, you think about it, man. Like, there are families out there that their income just barely pays for the lights to be on, the heat Mm -hmm. to be on. The fact that they can receive a box of food that could last them for X amount of days. That I mean, that comes from a food drive. Yep. That you would be shocked at the the stuff that's given in a food drive. Whether you donate canned goods, uh, sometimes I mean you can do produce, but you got to be careful about who you give the produce to, right? 
uh, turkey gift that can be you paid for a turkey that gives this given to a family. I've seen that before uh, through certificates. Or, yeah, we do we do that in the army all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, food drives are an e- effective way at feeding the hungry and feeding children that are hungry. I can tell you right now, Ed. Uh, when I was a part of a thing within my church, that was a focus. Uh, focal point, I constantly felt like needed to be done, right? Uh, we would take these meals every week. We would take twice a week. We would take meals to the school to to give to children. And we were feeding anywhere from 50 to 70-something children a week, twice a week. Uh, so they they had the food they need to help them sustain it throughout that week. And that, to me, I mean, if you're feeding a child, that is a huge, huge thing. I got it. Adults should be able to fend for themselves. Oh, yeah. I even said that. I even said that across my congregation. I would say, hey, listen, adults can fend for themselves. They know how to get a job. They know how to work. They know how to get money. A child, a child does not know how to get a job. A child does not know how to make money. A child cannot go fend for themselves. So if you, if somebody can yeah. donate food for that child... I don't care if a child knows that me, myself, gave them food. I just want to know that an adult loved them so much that they want to give them food. And then down the road, they'll do the same thing. And that's called paying it for, brother. Oh, I feel like we've already talked about that too, didn't we? Exactly. Uh, Yeah, and it's just, I mean, and it's good to give them that message. You know, everybody, all times aren't good times. No. Uh, it's important to understand that somebody is there to help when we reach those difficult times, I think. And I think that, uh, that I think this whole episode really speaks to that, like understanding all times aren't great. Uh, everything's not going to be up, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember being a young private and I got a wife and I got a child and at the time I'm a private and I'm supporting them both. Cause my wife at the time wasn't legally able to work cause she was Canadian and but man, I mean, <laughs> real funny story. Now, now that I think about it, it's Christmas. One year we were so like pinching pennies together. This might have been the first year that we were all as, together as a family that my wife made a Christmas tree out of construction paper and, you know, and glue. And that's, that was our tree that year. We glued it to, we, you know, glue, she glued it all together and she hung it on the wall in the living room. And that was our Christmas tree. Um, so, I mean, but it's important to understand that people are there to help. And, and I think that's a great feeling. I think it's a great feeling on both ends. I mean, I imagine being on the receiving end, too. It just feels good. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. It says very the very next thing. It talks about writing letters of appreciation. How do you, I mean, how do you really see that in this whole idea of being an influencer? And how does that help actually somebody become better? Well, we talked about before writing a thank you letter, uh, you know, to show appreciation and gratitude. We've talked about gratitude on episodes before, and that's what you're really doing is you're demonstrating that you have genuine gratitude for somebody. And when you write a letter like that is just to me, it speaks volumes because you took time to sit down, right, to compose this letter. Now, I get it things have changed email and all that other stuff, but in, in, in a nice email to say, Hey, I really appreciate uh, what you do. Like I, I sent a lot of emails across multiple organizations across multiple countries here in the country. 
Uh, I was just talking to a gentleman the other day from one of the other our uh, allied countries, and you know, I shot him an email and he answered what I needed, and I shot him an email back just to say, "Hey, thanks for that information. I really appreciate it, and I hope you and your family have a great holiday." I don't know what how that made him feel at the end of the day, but I may have forged a a stronger relationship with him because I took that moment to tell him, I appreciate what you do and enjoy your holiday. You know what I mean? So that gratitude and, and, and uh, understanding of what people do for you and then telling them that you understand, not some generic, like, Hey, thank you for all that you do. Hey, thank you for how well organized you keep my orderly room. Thank you for responding to my email so quickly. And that goes a long way. Yeah. And you know what? And, and I have a hard time believing, Ed, that your acts of kindness create some type of evil of sorts. If you do something good for someone, they tend to reflect upon that and think, wow, that's really great. They don't think, wow, that's really great. What are they trying to get at? Yeah. I mean, that's... I what are they after? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is it? And you think about this, Ed. If we move into the very next point, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can do things for others. For instance, there are plenty uh, individuals who out there would do things like babysit for free. I mean, you would be shocked at how nice that would be for a, a young individual you know, to approach uh, maybe a couple who lives within their neighborhood, within their apartment complex, wh- wherever they are, that they know have a, they have a young child and say, hey, can I watch your child for free for you? Just to give your time. I mean, really, what are you doing that night to allow that young family to get away and to enjoy their couple? Mm-hmm. So, that and that's where I'm getting at is it doesn't matter what age you are. A, a young teenager who does babysitting, they could donate a couple hours a week. I, and I know that means money to them. But at the same time, they're doing something that's beyond self. And when you do something beyond self, it tends to generate. It generates and creates more good, Ed. I mean, and that and that's what I mean about about the whole babysitting for free thing. Uh, I do agree that those things are valuable. I'm not babysitting for free, Brian. I'm sorry. I just kids and me. I'm way past those years. However, I can see the value in it as a. I was hoping, Ed, <laughs> person, you're going to offer your time and watch my two children. So me and my wife can go out. Uh, I mean, that this is just ridiculous. What kind of friend are you right now? Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll volunteer my wife's time. She wouldn't appreciate that, but I can volunteer her time. Uh, I'll dog sit so somebody can go out. Like, well, there yeah, you go. babysit. Yeah. But yeah, it's something. I just I'm beyond my patience is beyond babysitting now. But it is an excellent way. Uh, to to do that uh, again, like you said, there's probably going to be some monetary value to it for the younger generation. But sometimes, you know, uh, you know, I I have been like, you know, the Thanksgiving thing, and it's Black Friday. Oh, just leave the kid here. Y'all go out and leave the kid here while y'all go shop. You know, yeah. Not so much as I've as I've rounded forty five, but yeah, before that, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed, Ed, but you know. I I, yeah. I love where you went with that. But I, I want to ask you a question <laughs> about the very next one. All right, so we're on number 16. The right? Ninja. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not dealing with a ninja. But I want to ask you is, did you know that we had a group of people that were working with us that actually did number 16? The bearded ninja did. No, 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 not him. Him and his daughter, Rebecca, yeah, used to do this. I totally know. Oh, no. I, I wasn't aware of somebody else, but I do know he did. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was referring to a couple other individuals that worked with us. And, and I know the bearded ninja did this because he's kind of like what got me in that whole movement of feeding others. Who else? You, you know who they are. Have they been a guest? No. Have they been a guest on the show? No. Really? I, I think it would, to tell you the truth, if one of them was a guest on the show, it would be rather entertaining throughout. Yeah, he's a New Hampshire guy, right? <laughs> Get out of here. I did not know. I absolutely would not have put that together. Him and two others all went to a homeless shelter on Thanksgiving Day and did this. What you're about to talk about, man. I think, Ed, I want to say this was probably right after you left. Absolutely. They would go and serve food to the homeless. That's an excellent way to show selfless commitment. Um, and the great thing is they may have been doing that for a while, but they weren't looking for the recognition for it. They were really doing it from a great place in their heart, most likely. Um, and doing it during the holidays. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's already a great thing to do, but you just just add to it. Just multiply that thing. You know what I mean? Like, um serve food to the homeless that's amazing i'm really blown away by the one i just didn't i would have never put that together um yeah but yeah like i said as so it's a way to show selfless commitment and then on top of that not looking for the recognition uh you know and you know my question would be who's it mean more to really does it mean more to the person that you're serving the meal to, or does the gratification and the feeling of, of that selfless commitment feel better to the person who's doing it? You know what I mean? Like it just seems like it, it's very uh, beneficial both ways as far as emotion and, and feeling would be Brian. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and I have to agree to you, Ed. Uh, I I've, I've been, a, especially as an adult helped out with a couple different ones and like, wow, man. And to tell you the truth, uh, the couple that I have been a part of, uh, especially, and I've, I've talked about my congregation that I've been a part of, I've actually got to sit down and have meals with. And I'm like, I'm like, these are really good meals, and I've enjoyed it with them. And man, I'm telling you, it's you don't realize what you're doing when you're doing it. But after you look back, you're like, wow, man. I, I mean, and it shouldn't be, Ed. It should not be about how I feel. It should be about what am I doing for others. If we, if... If we go into it with that mindset, that's the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just I imagine, you know, sometimes you'll see something in, or you'll participate in something. You just feel so good about what you're doing that you just really sit back and you and you take in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what I was wondering, like that moment, that feeling that like not that you did it looking for that moment, but just the the byproduct that that is that feeling is what I was, you know, it's just curious. What you said is absolutely true. And have you ever, and, and this goes into the next point. Have you ever been a part of, cause I know you've deployed. Have you ever been a, a recipient of gifts from people you didn't know? Oh man. I, I definitely have like by name. And then there's also some organizations that just do it like with a generic thing. 
I I have mm-hmm. I've also so you know you talk about it, Brian, but I've seen the impact. Like so, I've seen that soldier who really doesn't get mail, and mail is a huge morale booster in that environment. And I've seen that soldier who really doesn't get mail, and uh, then they get one of these boxes from a random stranger. And I've seen it blossom into like a pen pal thing and everything based off of that one act. And, uh, you know, my, as a matter of fact, when we were deployed together the last time I had a sergeant who, you know, she, she came from a family where she was adopted. So she really didn't have that next level of a family to support her. And somebody, my Canadian made sure that she got packages, uh, you know, got something sent to her. And then my cousin uh, actually sent her packages and my aunt sent her, you know what I mean? Like, because it was, it's just, I'm telling you, Brian, when I'm deployed, if I go 10 days and don't get some kind of package, it is a terrible feeling and you know it. So for her to really, I mean, she had a small child, but the small child was with the father. She really didn't have that, um, that, that family to get her stuff. And, it was a good feeling to see her when she, because the first time she got mail, uh, I, I want to say maybe it was from my wife. And she's like, I don't have a package. I was like, yeah, you got a package up at the, you know, at the orderly room. You got to go pick up. Nobody would send me a package. And then she did. And she was ecstatic about it. So it is, this is one of the great ones. You know, obviously we're a little biased. We're true. We're soldiers. And, and we've seen it on the other side, but I think that, uh, taking that opportunity to to send it and it's you can send the most random things dvds from the walmart cheap band them soldiers just eat it up they love it they enjoy it and like i said it's as simple as a lot of times the soldiers will shoot back a thank you we talked about earlier about showing some kind of um appreciation a soldier will shoot that back to people who send them packages hey thanks for the package so yeah no we've I've definitely, I know I've definitely been the recipient of these, these, uh, gifts. Man, wow. I didn't, I didn't expect that much excitement out of you, Ed. I really didn't. I mean, you, <laughs> you were excited about yeah. that one. I, and that shows the yeah. love you have for our soldiers though. Absolutely. And it is, it's, I'm telling you, I wish you could just, I mean, you could take pictures. You could even video it if you wanted. I just don't think you would catch the emotion from that soldier who doesn't receive mail. And then they all of a sudden get this package full of just dollar store candy. Just, I mean, it's such a great scene to see. Yeah. And, and it's understanding, though. Uh, sometimes, okay, for instance, there are people that won't put in for these types of things. And and I did this one thing. It was kind of like an adoptive platoon thing. But I did through uh, what's called Soldier's Angels. And those of you listening... If you don't yep. understand what Soldiers Angels is, it's an organization where the soldier signs up and then there's a donator on the other end that wants to donate stuff. Now, we get it. People that want to donate stuff, sometimes they can afford so much, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's the idea of receiving a package. What Ed said there, that's probably some of the most memorable moments of my time deploying. Each time that a package would come in, no matter who it was within my group, you know, sometimes uh, a, a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine who just retired recently, Jason Duncan, he would receive this big giant package. Everyone was so happy for him. 
and like the larger the package, people got more happy, and and they you could see the cheer, and you could kind of see that everybody knew, hey, everybody's getting something here. You know what I mean? And it felt good, and that's like Ed. When you say that, like I totally feel the excitement that you had in that. There's there's something to be said about somebody who doesn't know you and sends you items, and it could be the smallest things. It could be a Cracker Jack box. Yeah, I mean. It's absolutely the case, too. Uh, we did. Uh, I signed up. I don't remember. The, I wish I remembered the organization, but I signed up. And basically, uh, I submitted the roster for my unit, and everybody got a Christmas stocking in my unit. Everybody. Some kind of candy in it, but everybody got a Christmas stocking. Awesome. Um, and nobody ever knew, unless they listen now, that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and that's it, man. It's amazing. That's it. Uh, if those of you listening, if you really want to, you know, and we're going through twenty things you can do for somebody else other than yourself for selfless commitment. That's what this is all about. It's that selfless commitment. If you want to really show your selfless commitment, find one of those organizations, Soldiers Angels, whatever it is, and you know, participate in that force multiplier. It's just, you know, you're over there and it's already hard. And so we talked about earlier with the blood, giving blood, that you're saving lives. I'm telling you that sending these packages to soldiers and, and seeing the reaction on the other side, you don't know that you're not saving a life there either. Some of them soldiers are in dark places. You know, we have a suicide uh, issue within our ranks sometimes, especially in that environment. And just that one act of kindness could be the difference. So... I would encourage you to look for groups. There's so many different groups out there and there's various things, you know, some collect, uh, it was one sent like used golf clubs to us with golf balls. Uh, we still hit them. We hit them over the fence, but we, it was something. So, um, but you know, there's something else you could do for soldiers in a deployed environment, Brian. And usually people of your rank do it. I remember being a young specialist and being told, Hey, there's no guard duty for the next three days because the seniors are going to pull all tower guard uh, until the, you know, boxing day or sorry, Canadian the day after Christmas. Uh, so the, the seniors basically took the guard tower up on the 23rd and on the 26th, the soldiers took guard tower back from them. Uh, so we're talking about covering someone's shift you know, someone's holiday shift. So it's basically the same thing. So instead of me being in this tower on Christmas day, standing guard, my senior leadership did it. And, and, you know, obviously we're talking 2004 and I'm here. I am. I'm talking about it. I'm very fond of that memory. So it, it obviously meant something, you know what I mean? I believe you just pulled some, uh, I believe you just pulled some duty there at where you're at. Right. Kind of sort of, um, as the show comes yeah. out, uh, the very next day I will be. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So it's the same thing. Yeah, it's military. We're talking about covering a duty, but it's the same thing as covering a shift. And it, it allows that soldier, it affords them the opportunity to, you know, try, especially where you're at, because they're away from family. They, they It does afford them an opportunity to try to enjoy the holiday. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's that whole idea of putting somebody before self. That's selfless commitment. So, if I show selfless commitment to those around me, well, what's important to them? I know in our field, it's it's their time off. They enjoy their time away from work. Work is many things. 
And if I show that self-commitment by pulling a duty, that's okay. Well, what about, let's talk about the civilian sector, Ed. I mean, there's tons of things people can do there. Maybe I know Joe over here or, or Edna, they're doing X, Y, Z, and they need somebody to pull a shift for them. And they've asked for it. They've said out loud, can somebody pull this shift for me? Why not pull that shift for them? Why not help them out? If you know it will help them in a better place, why not do it? That's That right there shows that human spirit of goodness breeds goodness. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and I think when you look, Brian, like this time of year, so if I'm working someplace and I'm a single person or whatever, or I just it's just me and my wife, right? Well, why would I make the, the person who has three children at home work Christmas Day when I can just do it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the holiday is important to me too, but it's different. It's important not just to them, but to their children. So why not say, hey, you know what? You go be with your family. I'll cover your shift. And just because I'm a supervisor, does it mean I can't work like, a, you know, a shift for somebody who's not a supervisor? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, I've been out of the civilian market a while, but so those things mean a lot. And let's rewind to a, several episodes ago. What kind of leadership capital are you building in that person? You know what I mean? Like you're building. I can tell you there was one year I was deployed. And I was going on leave for Christmas and I had leave. I would be home for Christmas and somebody else was not going to make it home for Christmas. And they had a child. And I said, you know what? You take my leave. I'll take your leave. I am great friends with that person to this day, except today because I won the fantasy football championship. And that's the one thing he hates about me is when I win because we're in the same league. Um, but we are great friends to this day. And it really blossomed off of that one act. Like I, my son was grown. He was 18, I think, or, you know, like we were beyond that. Uh, and his child was very young at the time. So that one thing, and, and not necessarily leadership capital, but a friendship, a long friendship. Like we're talking, that was probably 08, 09. So here we are 10 years later. So, Yeah. So those acts of kindness, that selfless commitment, you know, and we, we talk about covering someone's shift. But I mean, in this case, I gave him my leave. Hey, just take it, man. And the story actually gets really good because what happens is we then get authorized additional leave for our unit and I still get my leave anyway. And we flew back home together, actually. <laughs> That's called karma, my yeah. friend. So it worked out. In the that end. is karma. So these these are such great things, Brian. So what's number uh, what you got for number 19? I'm interested in this one. I truly believe I mean, I've talked to you in multiple conversations because you're a big uh, Thanksgiving guy like me. We love that holiday because it's kind of like bringing <laughs> people into our house. I don't care who you are. So when I first saw this, Ed, I thought to myself, a loner and and. and I thought somebody strange, no one close to me. And and you get weary because you want to protect the family. Yeah. But a loner could be many things. A loner could be somebody you know can't go home for the holidays because maybe they don't have the money or they don't have the time, but they need some place to be for those holidays. And this could be in any organization, whether it be army or you know, some type of civilian organization. 
you know that, hey, listen, money's a little tight during this time of year right now because they're preparing for multiple things. Maybe they're maybe they're buying presents for Christmas and they can't go home for the holidays on, on Thanksgiving. Or wait, well maybe maybe they spent all their money going home on Thanksgiving and they don't really have anything for Christmas or New Year's. Yeah. This right here, too often people celebrate the holidays alone. Really. I mean, uh, this year, why not invite a coworker or a neighbor who has no one to celebrate with this uh, this particular holiday to your house? You know, uh, your selfless invitation will mean the world to that person. It's I'm telling you, I, I literally, Ed, I sent I out a message. You. Probably, I would say yesterday and today. I know I sent a message out. And to and and I also verbalized it to the seniors within my organization who's, who meet me in the morning every day before PRT. And one of the things I talked about was, hey, listen, there are those people that are in the barrister right now. That, that I mean, although they were they were actually in formation in front of me, but they they live in the barracks and they're not going home, and they truly enjoy the fact that they get to be home with family during holidays. This is the holiday they don't get to be with them. You know, and I could go all the way back to uh, when we talk about the darkness and I, we talk about episode four and we talk about how uh, people fall into this loneliness and they, this sadness uh, when they're away from their families, especially during the holidays. Like this is one of those times a year, Ed, that is probably a critical point in their life because they've this is their first time possibly being away from family. And it could be. It could be a military service member who went away to basic training and now they're in a, their new unit in a new country. It could be a civilian who they just graduated college and they had to start a new job and they can't leave that job because they're in their first 90 days because um, that's part of their probation period. So they can't go home for holidays. That's critical. You know, it's they're making that choice, man. Mm-hmm. For the fact that, if you look at that individual, you find out who that is, find out who that intern is, who that new employee is, and find out what they're doing. Even as a junior employee, if you find that out and you help them along, that's a critical piece, man. I mean, invite a loner to your house. And I don't want to say as a loner, it's just somebody who may not have a place to go and they're going to be by themselves. I mean, that's that's big. Uh, my buddy, yeah, yeah. Ed, yeah. my buddy, um, <clears throat> Who I'm work who I work here with. I actually spent earlier tonight. I was over his uh, his apartment here with literally. He's on the same floor. I mean, we were talking. He was showing him some pictures and stuff. And we were just talking about family and enjoying time together, you know. And on Thanksgiving, he literally went spent uh, a couple hundred dollars of his own money to buy a couple of turkeys from Popeyes. I didn't know Popeyes actually fries turkeys for people who order them I, that's insane and the turkey is amazing i didn't know that either <laughs> it's so good if you haven't done it yet try it out i promise you you will not be disappointed they f- deep fry turkeys with occasion seasoning all that but i digress he he went ahead and set that up and he he sent about invites out on thanksgiving or just before thanksgiving to say hey listen obviously on thanksgiving a lot of people do different things because there were stuff going on hey the day after thanksgiving if you would like to uh, we're going to do a little bit of get together in this location, this time you bring what you want and you'd be shocked, man. Like there was a ton, even my commander and his wife, who their new baby, 
showed up. It was so cool, man. We had tons of food. We conversated. We played cards. And I really felt like, you know, if I had to be away from my family at a time like this, which you know just as well as I do, my brother, I love being around my family. And I love the extended family. But that was a great time. You know, I mean, it really helped heal that that area that was missing. And it's just, it, there's nothing like it. But, Ed, we talk about being away from family. We talk about these types of things. What you're about to talk about, I mean, there's, I've, we know particular people who, who have actually helped you with this, the next subject. Uh, I know of people throughout, uh, throughout uh, my church congregation, just throughout the military service that have participated in this. Like, this is a critical thing, and it's really important. What do you got, brother? This, this, this. So we're talking about, uh, and I'm going to put a little flip on it, but we're talking about visiting a nursing home, all right? So nursing homes, obviously, we all know if you've ever been to one, they they can be a bit of a sad place. um, You know, the residents, some of them don't have visitors. Some of them are just there. Some of them, you know. Their family is long gone. Uh, actually, the veterans' home next to uh, Fort Campbell, there's a couple used to be there. I'm not, again, it's I don't know if they're still there, but the wife didn't remember the husband anymore. They are both in the nursing home, uh, but he would get up every morning, like clockwork, at six a.m., and he would wheel her around the hospital every day it was the nicest thing to ever see and the reason i got to see this is because i was a part of that group team rwb or team red white and blue and then uh, basically what they do is they their their mission statements pretty much enrich the lives of veterans um we used to go there we would have donuts with them and coffee on friday mornings uh every other week we would play dominoes there you know, we had game night there at this at this uh, veterans nursing home. But here's the amazing thing: Christmas comes around. I'm having my throwdown. I mean, my Christmas. I'm sorry. Thanksgiving comes around. I'm having my throwdown as per the normal. Uh, brother, sister, families all there. Great friends Georgia and Corey come up from uh, Fort Gordon with their son, and we all go to the veterans home to decorate for Christmas and it was the probably the one of the greatest things I've ever done also there was the Shumney family they were all there yeah so we decorated each little section every every family pretty much had like a area uh so it's like uh when you walk in there's like a fireplace and there's like a group of like 10 rooms or whatever, and you could decorate the common area. And, and it w- worked out that it was like maybe one or two families per common area, plus all the hallways. It was so much fun to do that. And the veterans in the home, they were so appreciative and they would come out and they would talk to you. Uh, also, Team RWB, we went to Nashville to the Veterans Hospital and we did stocking deliveries. To the, ah. to the veterans. Yeah. Oh, man. That was actually the first thing I did with them uh, like that. And my wife and I, had we had a blast. And, and I remember walking in this room, and, and he maybe lose some of it in translation, but we walked in this room, and the guy's there, old veteran and his, and his wife, and he says, oh, you guys are married. 
Uh, I said, yeah. And uh, he said something about like for a while. And I said, how do you know? And he goes, because she's like, ah, nah, 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 nah. and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> it was just his facial expression was like, I was so disgruntled. <laughs> he goes, I said, we have been married for a while, but uh, it was just a good time. And, and they appreciate it. And I think yeah. all the stockings were like uh, hygiene items, you know, stuff that they could use legitimately, even though they were in the hospital. So I've done the veterans home. I've done the veterans hospital. Yeah. But this is such a great opportunity for these people, because, like I said, some of them, they have no family left. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. outlasted some. Some of them will outlast their family. Uh, and then uh, when we go to the veterans home, the 101st. Uh, airborne division band out of Fort Campbell comes out and plays Christmas carols. And they had one old guy, Kenny Rogers looking guy. And he got up there, man. He's just singing his little heart out. He was one of the residents. too. he was just singing his heart out. It was such like, my heart was so warm uh, that day. It was so amazing. And to have my family there with me, cause it was the Thanksgiving throwdown. And like I said, our great friends, Georgia and Corey, who also play in the fantasy football league of which I am the champion. Uh, there, it it was really good, Brian. This is a great opportunity, and like you said, I know the churches tend to go to uh to these homes and stuff. Uh, so have you also had some kind of an experience doing this? Or I, I'm glad you brought that up. I have two different points to bring about that because I have two different incidents that have happened. First thing is a long time ago, I have a very good friend, uh, last name Van Meter. He is, um, is a retired Apache pilot. His wife used to uh, work at a particular elderly home or a retirement home. The funny thing is, later down the road, my wife worked at that same home. But before she worked there, uh, a group of us, he had invited a group of us to go, and we sang Christmas carols during the Christmas season. That's all we did. We we just showed up and sang Christmas carols. A bunch of soldiers standing there just singing a couple songs, and that was it. It was amazing. Funny thing, Ed, on episode 15, we had a special guest. We had a great guest, a good friend of mine, good friend of the family. Uh, I would consider him, by his profession, a uh, brother in arms in a sense because of what he does. (laughs) Randy Ashby, that's what he does, man. He is an executive director. Actually, he's beyond that now. Now he is no longer an executive director of one facility. He's actually a regional director. And I'm going to tell you something. If there's anybody that shows that type of support or invites people to come in, no matter what server, you don't have to be a part of a service. You can be a part of a civilian organization. No matter what, you come in and you want to bring joy, I'm going to tell you, that's the guy to get a hold of. Randy Ashby, I'm telling you, amazing individual. And I've always, I've always loved how he invites people in. And it's just... It's funny because you brought this up and it's like, I've got all these crazy connections. Literally, first, I went to this this one uh, facility. Later, my wife worked at it, who allowed me to meet Randy Ashby, who became a uh, interview on our show, who is now a regional director. Hey, I would tell you, if you don't do anything on this list, one through 19, why not try 20? I mean, 20 is a good place to start. If you have zero to do, why not? I mean, that's the whole point about being an instinctive influencer, Ed. We've we've mm-hmm. gone over to the past year. You go back one year from today, 
we talked about, I really feel like we kind of talked about self a little bit, right? We talked about the enjoyment of self. One year later, we're talking about what can you do for others? What can you do for somebody other than yourself? It, we could end today's, the show today. Never again. If it could carry on from today on, it just all that we've recorded, if you can do something for one more person, that I mean, you think about it, just walking in a nursing home and bringing joy to somebody else, that right there, man, I mean, come on. That yeah. that right there peaks the top of it, brother. So I'm glad, I'm, and to the truth, I love your stories. I love what you talked about, the Shumney family and you mm-hmm. and, and doing the RW thing. Because RW that's one of the things I was glad that you got to kind of start that one off because I knew that was a topic you were going to talk about because we've talked about it before. We knew <laughs> I knew about it. And I'm like, why not, man? So Yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot like most of our shows, if you really look at these, some of them build on each other, you know? When you're talking about like, Serve food to the homeless. I mean, you can go to the nursing home and still serve food and stuff. Uh, Food drives. Some of them just play off of each other, but they're all so, you know, we all know they're out there. But the question is, and the challenge is, are we willing to get out there and do some of these things? Are we out there willing? Like, again, for me, I'm a little biased. So, I mean, I, I like visiting the veteran home. I really do. I've never visited. Well, I mean, I visited a nursing home, but it wasn't like to work or volunteer or something. But it's another outlet. Like, yeah, I, I like to do the veteran home thing. But when there's not one around, there's still a nursing home. You know what I mean? So there's opportunities yeah, out there for us as influencers to, to, you know, make our mark with our selfless commitment. But are we willing to do it? That's That's the real challenge. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that, Ed, that brings me to today's task. Today's task is, and this literally is the task of what are you willing to do beyond self? That That's the task. What are you willing to do beyond self? It could be multiple things. Maybe you're somebody who is not uh, wanting to go outside of the norm. But maybe you want to share the show with somebody. So they kind of, you know, kind of generates that thing. Or maybe you're somebody that wants to get a group together and you go to work and you say, hey, I want to put this um, this little thing together where all of us that will volunteer want to go and serve food at the homeless shelter. That's what you do. Or maybe you're somebody who helps set up a Christmas tree. Um, and this could be in the future because obviously this show is literally coming out on the day before Christmas, so it may not be the best <laughs> of times. But you you want to set up a Christmas tree someplace where names or or or, or information, not names, but maybe information of uh, the age of a child is on a tree, and somebody could take a little tab off that tree, and they could buy presents for that child on that little tab, uh, so they can enjoy Christmas. I mean, th- there's so much to be done. It's the idea of going beyond self. That's the whole point of selfless commitment. So how are you committing yourself to others beyond you? So what are you doing beyond self for others? That's that's my task today. Ed, what do you have for the end of the show? Uh, I think the task is interesting. And I think I'm going to, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I need to think about that for my own answer, Brian. I, I think it's an excellent, challenging question, and it's not too difficult. So it'd be interesting to see uh, see what we come up with. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, brother, 
I, I'm, I'm now my mind is starting to, you know, the gears are starting to turn. You know, the grease is in the hear gears. Them. Yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> um, I'm a little upset of the loss this week, uh, but we're not going to talk. What loss, Brian? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, you, 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 you really had to strike a point there, my friend. You know, um, you know, I think I talked about it earlier. Maybe it was something about write a letter of appreciation or, you know. <laughs> help for free or, you know, listen to friends, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, <laughs> with that whole, you know, obviously you beat me the brakes off of me. And you, you even said it earlier when we were talking before how your wife woke you up and said, Hey, you're beating the brakes off of Weber. Um, that <laughs> got you. I got it. Okay. I'm going to move beyond that. Ed. I really am. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to think like, what can I do to top myself? Because I really want to do something for somebody else. And, I've got some ideas. I'm gonna put them out there, and you know where you know where you probably can find them, Ed. I bet you can find them on 101 Influence. Is that right? 101 Influence, maybe? No. On Facebook, the Close Voice Facebook page. Answer the questions. Join the group. Correct. Am I on to something here, Brian? Yeah, you're on it, brother. You're on it. Okay, and then uh, I think there's also an Instagram. We got a we got 101 Influence on Instagram as well as well as our own individual. Twitter accounts, which I I've been actually a little more active on my Twitter account lately because I'm, well, I'm going to go see a strongman competition in Great Britain, and I w- I want to find out which one Eddie Hall is going to be at. <laughs> so I've I've been tweeting Eddie Hall. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so we got those social media platforms uh, that we could that you know our listeners could check out and see uh, what we have to say about this week's task. Selfless commitment is key and that's why we gave you 20 different areas and is this really the end uh, like is there, is there only 20 things you can do no there's stuff way beyond that but we just want to start it off yeah. so think about what you can do beyond self for others and that's what we're going to do uh, ed with that do you have anything else for the audience before we uh, close this one out uh no i well i'd like to leave them with a quote from the great john cena the champ is here. That's all I got. I'm not quite sure I understand, but uh, I'll do some research. I'll try to figure out what you're talking about, but I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> Ed is the champ. He beat me this week, but with that, I am Brian. And I am Ed. And it's been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Remember, do something beyond yourself. Thank you for your listening.